0: people God dearly loves. This is one of those Sundays when the three scriptures complement each other nicely and richly. The apostle John is in exile. He's not in prison, but the Romans have removed him from his long-time ministry in Ephesus. He's on an island called Patmos, some 60 miles from his congregation, the believers of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit causes John to to hear a voice, and to see the first of many visions, all of which point to Christ's victory for his church then and now. Then a figure with a long robe and a golden sash, with hair like snow-white wool, with eyes on fire, and with his face as bright as the sun. You see, this same John, Some 60 years earlier was one of those 10 disciples huddled behind the locked doors in Jerusalem on the evening of the first Easter. They had heard reports from several women about an empty grave. John had actually raced Simon Peter to the garden, and they too saw the stone rolled away and the discarded grave clothes. But they're both unsure about what all of this means. Suddenly, Jesus appears. No fiery eyes, no golden sash, no voice roaring like, well, like foes de Iguazu, waterfalls. But Jesus stands right in the middle of ten of his frightened followers. And Jesus says the one word they need to hear most, peace, peace. Be with you. Then Jesus pushes up his sleeves so that they can see his punctured wrists. And Jesus pulls his cloak open so that they can see the wound from the soldier's spear in his side. Now let's go to the first reading for this second Sunday of Easter. The disciples, the followers, are now the apostles, the sent out ones. They represent Jesus. And to assert that the message they speak is true, they've been given power to heal and to cast out demons, to do signs and wonders, Luke records it in Acts. Peter's shadow even has the power for healing if it falls on someone who is ill. But the jealous Sadducees have the apostles rested and thrown into jail until an angel sent by God opens the prison doors, brings them outside and tells them, Go! Go back to the temple. Stand in that holy place and speak to the people of the greatest healing. Tell them all the words of this new life. I sang to began... And I'm going to sing again, though I'm no Roosevelt, Eubanks, or Glenn Shook. Were you there when they crucified our Lord? Were you there when they nailed him true to the tree? Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Were you there when God raised him from the dead? No, you weren't. Neither was I. Oh, that we were there to see a vision on Patmos... To see with stunned surprise the living Christ appearing and standing right here without opening a door or climbing in through a window. To see people healed and prison doors sprung open. But you weren't there, nor was I. Which is why Jesus says what he says to Thomas. Because if any words from God's word are also spoken to all believers at all times at all places at any anywhere it would be these blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe one more verse we just sang this one how blessed are they who have not seen and yet whose faith has constant been, for they eternal life shall win. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The word that Jesus speaks to the disciples in the upper room and to the disciples in this room are not just okay. They're not just enough to get us by. This is not meant to be some temporary, some feeble encouragement. This is all that we need. Because in the word, in this word, we have all we need. Apostles sent out ones, pastors in different places, in different language, were used by our loving and gracious God to deliver the full message of the good news to us. As the angel said to the apostles after their unexpected release from the jail cell, go and speak to the people all the words of this new life and do so everywhere to the ends of the earth. Yes, to those people who live in South Texas, and yes, to those people who live in Rio Grande do Sul, the south of Brazil. All that is true. That is true for you and for me, because here is the key truth. Jesus stands here. Jesus sees us. And Jesus speaks to us. Jesus stood in the upper room on Easter night and the Sunday night after that when Thomas was now present. And Jesus stands here Sunday after Sunday. He stands tall, not weak. He stands wounded, but those wounds are for our healing and he stands triumphant, not defeated. Jesus stands And Jesus sees. He sees us. He sees us scared and uncertain. He sees behind the locked doors the prisons of our shame and our guilt and our doubt. He sees behind the locked doors the prisons of our pride and of our way too smug and certain answers that we try to speak to those who are struggling And we want to witness to them. And Jesus speaks to us. He speaks the one word that we need to hear, that we long to hear. He speaks peace to us. He speaks peace to us Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. He speaks peace. Are you ready to hear this? Even to those who pierced him. We did that. We pierced our Lord. We pounded thorns into his tender scalp. We took the hammer and spikes, not just to strike one as a Lenten sound, but drove them into his wrists and through his feet. We took a spear and we thrust it into our Lord's side. This is what our sin did. This is what your sin did. This is what my sin did. And this is what you need to hear. And this is what I need to hear. Peace be with you. This is the peace of sins forgiven. This is the peace of doubts banished by the presence of Christ. This is the peace of the Holy Spirit working the great blessing of faith even though we were not there and we did not see, and yet we believe. By the Spirit's work, we receive that gift and trust in Christ alone. And then we are Thomas, each one of us, not in our proud doubts and in our loud demands, but in our simple and strong confession of faith. We say, we can only say, we say with glad hearts, we say with joy that never ends, not for this Easter season, not for eternity, my Lord and my God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.